welcome back. Blasphemous. We're a bit short-handed. I had to go to the retirement home and pick up an old, an old favourite, he reckons himself. The big dog. <laughs> Please. It's ratings time. It's rating time of year for podcasts, and you want the big numbers, so you bring back the big guns, and that's why I'm here. Had to do it real early today, because otherwise we wouldn't have been able to get him out of the retirement home. But he's here. I'd be asleep. It's about half an hour away from my bedtime. We'll try and move through the topics, because he doesn't know much outside the NRL, but we'll see. Lies. Uh, cycling, you had a Dutch cyclist. He got uh, he got arrested for assault. Happened in Wollongong. He's there for the world champs. He pled guilty. Two teenage girls, aged 13 and 14, pushed him. Uh, surfer up in far, I think far north coast of New South Wales, unfortunately passed away. Chris Davidson, most famous for defeating Kelly Slater in two consecutive heats as a 19-year-old, got uh, passed away in a one-punch attack. Can't remember where. Yeah, that was pretty bad, actually. A couple of weeks in a row, surfers. Uh, MLB, you had Albert Pujols, he did his 700th career homer. And then Aaron Judge, he hit 60 home runs in a season, sixth man ever. And the man, the person who caught his 60th home run ball asked for no money and just gave it back to him, which people were killing him for. Thought could have got a decent coin from memorabilia. And NFL, the Pro Bowl got announced today. It's being replaced. It's been a bit of a shit show of recent, so they just replaced it with a week-long skills competition, and a flag football game. Closer to home in the soccer Socceroos friendlies, they won both theirs for the World Cup prep. And then, you know him, Garrett Cole, he's looking like he's signing for Newcastle. Yeah, Newcastle in, in England. In Premier League, yeah. Yeah, well, he's a local product. You've watched him play, have you? <laughs> play with seen, Chad? Obviously, well, he goes to school with Chad. <laughs> so, yes. I've, I've seen him play once. Not really. On a video, I did anyway. Any good? Well, better than Chad? Better than Chad? <laughs> he's, he's scored a couple of goals. He's better he's than Chad. With school kids. He's playing a different position to Chad, but he did score a couple of goals on Chad. He's only 17. Yeah, he just turned 18. Yeah, but when you saw him play, he was 17. Oh, he was with only that woman a year ago. Last year, probably oh, 16, 16 then. Well, do you think he's good? If, if the England team won him, he's bloody got to be good. Bit of motorsport. Aussie Jack Miller, he won the Japanese Grand Prix. First win of the season, fourth of his career. F1, the Singapore Grand Prix on Friday. I think it's usual time, 10pm qualifying. But also, Denny Ricardo, class act. After getting dropped from McLaren for fellow Aussie Oscar, there was rumours they had a bit of a tier four riff. There was a bit of high tension between the two, but he rang up Oscar and, to clear the air and just congratulate him on the promotion. Today in the UFC... So what's Ricardo doing now then? He hasn't got a drive at the moment. Some people say he's going to retire. No, I've heard, I've got rumours. He's going to... Rumours. To Red Bull as their second team. I can't remember the name of him. Surf driver, you mean? No, no, in the team, there's some bloke they're getting rid of, and he's going to go in Red Bull's second second team or... Reserve team. Reserve team. That's that's the rumour. <laughs> scoop, is it? Um, is that a scoop? Who's normally the, who's the <laughs> Formula 1 star here? I've taken his spot the way things are going. We've got a couple, but that may not they be true. They don't know stuff like this. But they may not be true, but like if it's not true, it doesn't come through. It's no good to us. We'll, we'll, time will tell, time will tell, and you'll be replaying this and saying you've got the Formula One scoop man of, on the planet. Please. USC, so today, 29-year-old Aussie, Josh Jenkins, he won. He's riding seven wins straight, got offered a contract. He's on the Contender Series. Known for his brutal leg kicks, he broke his the opponent's leg in three of his last five fights. Touted as a future world champ by one of the other boys in the UFC, so hopefully he goes all right, and then... You'll know a little bit about this. Apparently, Jai Fatai wants to fight Robert Whittaker in boxing. No, I've seen a video and heard a clip where that is being completely denied by Opatia. Is it? So he said that's just all somebody's thingo, and he apparently, off what he said anyway, off the clip I've seen, this was about two weeks ago, that he even spoke to Whittaker about it, and it's all just rubbish. It's not going to happen. Is that another I don't scoop? think he'll fight for a while because he's still... Oh, Jai, he's broken jaw. Yeah, he, that'd be a few months. He'd be still probably six months from probably being able to fight, I would assume, with stuff like that. Surely, he's been out for a couple of months already. What, probably two months? I reckon. When did he fight the bloke? Well, broken jaw, it's not... Surely you get hit in the face months. quite a bit. I reckon it would only take a couple, six months max. July. July, he'll be back July. fighting. No, July is when he broke it. 
Yeah, well, that's only about two months ago, three months ago. So, but I've, I did, well, I did see a clip about a month ago where, or it might have been two weeks ago, where Jai Apatai said that is not, none of that has got any substance to it. There you go, another scoop, apparently. I've got scoops <laughs> everywhere. The golf. And where did you read that anyway? Or is that something you made up yourself? That was Fox Force. They've been reporting <laughs> it forever. Uh, golf, the US continues to dominate the President's Cup. They beat the internationals, the weakened international team, 17.5 to 12.5. They're now 12, 1 and 1 all time. Golf, what do you think? Oh, you didn't watch it. You probably didn't know about it. Didn't follow it. I'm not interested. There's, no, was there's, No, there's, yeah, there was One. Adam Scott played. Yeah, I know. Yeah, well, come on, get your well, research right. You obviously didn't. You just I said did. none. Or the, not the Americans, the other mob. What are they called? The international, international team. They didn't have very many known players. They had a lot of Asians. That, there's a few that I knew, but they didn't have a lot of known players. I didn't think they'll... As I said, I think if you look at the rate, rankings, none of them are really very highly ranked, as in think, world rankings. Yeah, I don't think any of them were in the top 20. So it was always going to be a bloodbath. It was a bit like the Cowboys game the other week, a bloodbath. <laughs> it was gave them a hiding. <laughs> the cricket, Indians women's cricketer, Dippy Sharma, Man Cats, England's Charlie Dean to win the game, and Dean broke down in tears. Do you like the Man Cat? I do. I reckon the owner should be on the batter. You can't just wander off and no warning, daydream. No warnings. It's Why does he deserve a warning? Everything's set up for the batters. So batters, they get all these... Benefits the batting, but the bowlers get nothing. If the if the bowler if the bowler gets no board and it comes up on the video, the guy's not out, isn't he? But if you watch the replay, I think she would have been in her crease if the bowler doesn't slow down her action. Well, you got to watch the ball. That's the idea. She was watching the ball and then she turns. Well, that's because she's expecting the ball to be bowled. I can imagine you get me in Canada. Please, Uh, I'm always in my crease. I'm a great runner between the wickets. You're always in your crease. You'd normally be out, out and sitting in the chair out <laughs> watching and scoring or umpiring. You didn't last long enough to be out in the crease. Please, I'd get my 40, lead our team to victory, <laughs> go in. I, like the, I reckon it's the owner should be on the batter. He needs to be back in his crease and not leave too early. They said, they said on that particular one, or it might have been one of the men's ones who got men catted, that in their innings, because they'd done all right, there were 72 times that they left their crease. So if you're going to continually do it, you deserve to be punished. Yeah, if you continually do it. But what happens if the first time? No warning? It doesn't, no. Well, you, Maybe she know. doesn't know, but she's not looking down at her bat. You did, she doesn't know where the line is. You don't don't get this. If he bowls his first ball of his spell and it's a no ball, yeah, but he knows you say, the line. Oh, that was just an accident. Oh, that's a wicket and we'll just move on. Please. He knows where the ball He knows where the line is. The batter doesn't. The Indians beat us in the cricket 2-1 in the T20 series. They won the last game with a ball to spare. Wasn't too many great performances. Tim David went all right, and Cam Green, I think, was the shining light. He averaged just under 40 with two half centuries, striking at 200, but he's not in the T20 World Cup squad, fortunately. They announced the... I think we're playing the West Indies on home. Them in England, a couple of series before the World Cup. They reckon Cam Smith might get in. But I don't think they can. Yeah, they can change it to October 15th or November. It's only if there's an injury, isn't it? No, they got a certain day before they can change it, and then after that, it's all injuries. Oh, okay. But then, are you going to drop someone who you've already picked? Well, I'd say they wouldn't if they've picked them already. Uh, They're going to have to if they want to win. Why? You're not convinced on their team, are you? No, not at all. You don't even know who's in it. (laughs) Bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) NBA, couple... All my favourite sport. Phoenix owner Robert Sava, he begins the process to sell both the Suns and Mercury. He copped a year suspension due to racist and misogynistic remarks and workplace issues. And then the Boston Celtics coach, they made the finals last year. He's been suspended for the entire season for team conduct violations due to having a consensual relationship with a female member of the staff. So Celtics may not be back there. On Australian soil, the Women's FIBA World Cup began last Thursday. Australia lost their first match, but has since rattled off four wins to top the Solcott, which was being called the group of death beforehand. And now that we've finished top, we don't have to face the mighty US until the final. If we get there. Yeah. Finish top of the pool. Oh, no, that was awesome. Lauren Jackson leading the way. At, I don't I think, think she's, she's 40. Well, yeah. should be. I don't think she's leading the way. Oh, of course she would be. She's doing a job. Yeah. Anyway, that's the finals. Or quarters start on Thursday. 
Our best player, I think, Beck Allen, she's injured. She didn't play last game, but she's confident. Or she reckons she'll get back to the finals. And the last little one, if you're a big... Did you see Ben Simmons' interview? I did, big, I did, I oh, did. You JJ, watched it? JJ Reddick, I listened to it. I didn't watch it. I listened to it. Oh, listen. Oh. I didn't watch the on the YouTube. I listened to it on on the potties, mate, on all the potties. I, I listened to all the good potties. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, he went on there, explained his side of the story. Said one of the, most of the stories I think most people have agreed with, apart from the practice story, Doc's River's son who plays, he's never played with Ben, but he's in the NBA, Austin. I don't know who he's with now. He just commented below, bro, you actually believe this dude if you only knew. And that was in regards to the practice story. But So I don't know if it's true or not, but Ben Simmons, he's back. He'll be back. What What was the, the practice? Oh, it was just, he was like, oh, he apparently went to Doc and was like, oh, I don't want to practice. I'm not mentally right today or something. And Doc, apparently first possession said you're in. And he said that's Ben. I think he'd done it, but he didn't really train. And he just walked out. Yeah, well, so he told him he wasn't right to train, but they're saying, you're saying or you reckon well, it didn't son, happen? Well, his son reckoned Oh, it didn't sure. happen. Okay, I, don't I didn't know, hear that part of it. Well, that's his son. His son goes, do you actually believe this dude? Uh, but his son wasn't in the organisation, I'm assuming. He's just going by his dad. And that could be lying. Correct. Uh, like I used to lie to you and tell you you were good at things. I am and good. <laughs> you weren't. Please. Should have seen me last night carrying the boys to a win. Once again, <laughs> I heard your brother... Stood you up again and led the team to victory. Give his ass. Um, AFL, before we talk the grand final, oh. there was a massive report out uh, midway through last week in regards to Hawthorne in terms to their treatment of First Nation players and their families. The investigation was opened firstly after racial allegations were brought forward against their president and then I think it was by Cyril Rioli, but the allegations are that Alastair Clarkson, who is now the North Melbourne coach, but he was coach of Hawthorne during that dynasty, he told an Indigenous player to urge his partner to get an abortion for the sake of his career, and reportedly Chris Fagan, who's the Brisbane Lions head coach, was also in that meeting, but he's told he, he told the Lions he doesn't recall that. The other little rumours out of it were the First Nation players were separated from partners, intimidated and bullied, one of them was separated from his pe- pregnant partner with the club changing his phone sim and moved him out of the house. Reportedly, a Hawthorne assistant coach, I don't think he's been named, so it's a bit of anonymous. anonymous. He's corroborated parts of the alleged discrimination. It's a massive story there. Two of the teams don't have coaches at the moment. I think Clarkson, he was the saviour apparently for Norse. He was meant to start November 1st, but that looks likely to push back until this bombshell report gets done. And then the great grand final, bit of a bloodbath, but Robbie Williams delivered in the pregame. Some are saying the best ever. They outdo the NRL year on year. But the grand final flopped on the ratings, lowest rating of all time among the five major cities. Some put it down to the time slot, 2.30. Some are saying push it back to, I think, 5 o'clock, their, tradi- their traditional slot or whatever. No, traditional's always been 2 o'clock. There you go. The tri- well, it must be but the, the last few working. years. I think they've had with COVID. They've had it back a bit later. Yeah. So I think the traditional slot's not working anymore, and they want to go back to when they had it COVID years. The tradition tough to go, but the game bit of a smash up. No, oh, it was horrible. It was the only game I've watched this year. Sat myself down, got myself set up, and after about halfway through the second quarter, it was embarrassing. Certainly embarrassing. First quarter, I think we stopped watching. No good. Isaac Smith, one Norm Smith, he killed it. He's former Hawthorne player. He's now four-time premiership player. I thought Dangerfield was the best player. Actually, I only watched half the game, but... <laughs> when they're getting their medals, Tommy Stewart, who's the long-haired blonde bloke, he's a defender, he had a pretty ordinary look. He got his medal from the little Auskick kid. He ignored the girl's handshake and then he put his arm up to celebrate and knocked her hat off. He got killed there. And then the other little story out of it was Skipper, the captain who retired today, Joel Selwood, was class all day. He carried Gary Ablett Jr.'s son, who has a rare degenerative disease, onto the field before the game. When he went up to get his medallion, he handed the Oz kicker who presented it to him his boots and he sort of posed alongside him with the camera. And then when they were doing the victory lap, he... Uh, spotted Sam Muford, who's a bit of a local icon down there at Geelong. He's a 29-year-old with Down syndrome. 
He plays with Geelong in the Football Integration Development Association. He brought him over the barrier and let him celebrate, and Jeremy Cameron put the medal on him, so he was pretty happy. And then Selwood, apparently his parents couldn't find this Sam kit, uh, bloke, so Selwood, Selwood got his phone and rung his mum and told him we'll drop him off later on at back at their house. So he's just a class act. Yeah, I agree with that. Every All that stuff was awesome. Yeah, he's retired. One of, probably one of the most accomplished players, full-time premiership player, six-time All-Australian, most games captain in the VFL, AFL. And then after, as usual, Monday, Mad Monday celebrations took place and Geelong are the Kings of Mad Monday. Masterclass, there was about 10 or 11 of the boys, they rocked up just as they came in a bus and they came as senior citizens because they fielded the oldest team ever to win a premiership and they copped it the last couple of years for having the oldest team ever. So they sort of hit back at the critics. And as I said, if you've seen it, they always deliver year on year. They're probably the best man Monday. Uh, on to the NRL, well, I pay him the big bucks. Yeah, that's you. <laughs> Before we talk, we got a bit of transfer talk. Benji's keen to sign Mitchell Moses. But several players and officials are against the idea because Moses wasn't a good fit at the club first time around. Are you paying him? Are you paying? Do you like Mitch Moses at the Tigers? I, I don't know. With the Tigers, they they need something. But I I would be sticking with the Tigers. Hastings with, Dewey. With Hastings Dewey and Luke Brooks and off. Giving that a go. Well, Luke Brooks, he's only got one more year anyway. So worst case scenario, he plays there this year and. Surely they're not going to re-sign him unless he has a really good year and they sign him for 400000 or something. But I'd be given this year, which they never did uh, next year, which they never did this year, I'd be given Dewey and Hastings the first crack at it and trying to see how they go for as long as it takes or as long as they, if it's not working after half a season, get rid of it. Because I don't know who their hook is going to be because... Horace Hour. Oh, yeah, actually, they got Appy, so they got Appy, yeah. So they'll have a good hooker, and then they'll probably have Dane Laurie as fullback. So they, I, yeah, they, I wouldn't be getting... Should they sign Munster? No, I wouldn't be going for Munster. I'd be sticking with what they got. They're going to be paying a shitload of money for these guys to bring them in, and I reckon they've got some good guys there that they just need to work them in, into a good team instead of trying to buy a, buy a comp or established player. Need a marquee player, but well, they've got Appy. Appy's not really marquee. Well, I'd rate him as if he's not the best hooker, he's the second best, and then same as Isaiah, Isaiah Papali. He if hasn't he's, said he's going, but well, it, I'm assuming because he's signed, he will be there. So if he's not the best second rower, he's in the top three or four this in the last two years. Or well, last year was probably the best one. This year, I reckon he's probably in the top four, definitely. Hastings the halfback, but they need a halfback. Hastings. Hastings the halfback, Dewey the 5'8", Appy your hooker, and then you've got Brooks as your 14, I suppose. Uh, and then the other little transfer was the Penrith boys. They're in the, obviously the grand final this week, but come November 1st, you've got Crichton, Lee Martin, Spencer Lanoue, Brian Totter, and Scott Sorensen. I think all five are in their team. Sorensen, I think, plays on the bench. He's off the bench. But they can all negotiate with rival clubs on November 1st. Mitch Kenny believes he recognises the team, sorry, the teammates recognise what it means to be a Panthers player. And off the back of three years of success, they won't be rushing away. But do you reckon they're staying? A couple of them? All of them gone? Uh, um, I don't know. But either way I look at it, I reckon Sorensen would definitely be keen to stay because there's a spot in the starting side anyway. We've got Garner coming. Yeah, but. You'd think that'd give him the first crack, um, being there at the moment if he performs. Who are the other ones? Toto. Oh, to, yeah, they'll. I don't. Yeah, Too much they're locals. Up. They're locals. A lot of them are locals, and I, I reckon a lot of them would be happy to stay for a little bit less. Well, I reckon Crichton going the dogs. I don't. Barrett. Well, not Barrett. Sorry. I'd, I'd, if, if depending what they want to pay, what he wants to be paid, but well, I, I don't think they'll pay him a lot. Well, I think he wants to play fullback instead of talking to going on the dog. Yeah, they all want to play fullback because they get more money. <laughs> Would you want to play fullback? Remember when Crichton played fullback and they called him 2010? It's, like Josh- it's like Josh Car. He wanted to go to Canterbury to play fullback because he wanted fullback money. It's like Joseph Suwali. He's going to play fullback for 
Samoa. I think Samoa isn't in the World Cup. Yeah, Samoa. And he wants to play fullback at the Roosters because he wants to be paid fullback money. Well, they <laughs> can't Lee, all be fullbacks. Lee Martin apparently has four and teams chasing him. Yeah, well, I reckon most of them would have all the teams chase them. Depends if they want to go to a, a weaker team for more money or stay at a stronger team and a winning comp. Well, you don't know, but you're in a pretty good system that... Yeah, yeah, some of them will stay for less money. A lot of them would probably stay for less money. I reckon if there's four of them, I reckon... It's five. Well, if there's five, I reckon three of them would stay stay for less money. I don't know which ones, but I, I would say people would do that out of thing. And I'm, when I say less money, it wouldn't be like if they were going to get offered 800000 they're going to stay for 400000 but I couldn't see anyone paying Crichton, Toto... Toto reckons... Half a mil, five hundred k. They reckon he's going to demand. Yeah, but I don't know if you'll get that. You might get it somewhere, but I don't think you'd pay your winger that much money. Is Pew getting that money, but who? Which wingers? Do you know? At a car. Yeah, but he's playing at a team that needed player, needed a profile. Did it help the team? Profile. Did it help the team? They went better this year. They went from three wins to seven. but at a car, did it help him? He went from a team that won a grand final last year. I didn't win last oh, no, sorry. year. Two years ago. Two years ago to a side that come... Just about half like He wanted to come there. to Sydney. He wanted to come back to Sydney. He wanted to come to Sydney. And he wanted to come for the money. Good on him. But if he wants the win... Any other dogs won't win. Kick out's going there now. Yeah, well, they, they might win more next year. Then, but I mean this, <laughs> this year. Maybe he's done it long term. Yeah. You're thinking short term. You've got to think stocks long term. We'll we'll see. The time will tell. Uh, the World Cup, Payne Haas. The Aussies are looking light in the forwards. Haas ruled himself out due to family issues. His mum's in jail at the moment. There's a lot of talk that the Australian pack's going to be a bit weakened. Still pretty handy, though. Still got Tino, RCG, Gus, and all those boys who played in the PMs 11. But talked about it already. Suwali chose to represent Samoa, which opened up the discussion of eligibility debate. If you play Origin, should your first team be Australia? I don't mind the rule as it is because you've got to be, I think there's four T1 teams. So I think it's three. Or three, is it? Yeah, so right. I don't mind the rule, but I just think the whole thing gets too confusing. But the one good thing about it is all these players are playing, which is what the league should be trying to do anyway, is making the international game stronger, which the way it's going, that's what's happening. So I don't know what the rule, the best rule is or how it should work, but I reckon it's good for like the World Cup or just international games that all of a sudden now, obviously Australia would be favourite still and New Zealand would be strong, but the actual other sides are stronger and, yeah, the chances are the Samoans and that is all... Or always going to be a good chance, or not always, but the way it is now, there's a massive chance that they couldn't beat these sides because they've got, you know, a good bunch of NRL players in there. That's not three NRL Easy players. And, yeah, not three NRL players and then 14 sort of New South Wales Cup, Queensland Cup players. So they're, you know, it's not stacking the other sides. But I don't know, the rules, I don't know how the rules can work. State of origin... I just think, you know, it's a bit, yeah. It, Some people are saying it's going to destroy the fabric of state of origin because you have going to have a majority of players who play origin but don't play for Australia. True. Well, it's happening now anyway. But, um, yeah, well, well, then you get rid of them. You just say them players who have played for any any other country, they can't state play of state of origin for three years. But then, as you said, your state of origin gets diluted to a degree. But... I don't know. Is that a bad thing? Maybe not, because then it makes the international league, thing, you know, stronger. But at the end of the day, a lot of those players are playing because of the money as well. Well, they want to be played because of state of origin. Oh. But the other benefit is they get paid a lot of money to play state of origin, and same as playing for Australia, they get a lot more money playing for Australia. If you play for Australia, like the last three or four years, Australia hasn't played, but you go and play a game for Australia, you probably get fifteen, twenty grand a player, and Samoa goes and plays um, Tonga. And they probably get a thousand dollars each. So what about if you're? So the stronger they make the international game, the more money might be fed into that game. That then the parity 
would change and those players playing for Samara on that, they mightn't get the 30,000 or 20,000 or whatever the Australian players get, but they might get five or $10,000 and, and then they would play for Samoa. Well, the rule at the moment is what, 13 years? What happens if the rule, is this rule all right? If you're born in one of those states, you can play state of origin. But if you're not born in one of those states and, you wanna, and you're eligible for origin, you can't represent a tier two country. But if you're born, so Lua, I think they're born in Mount Druitt. So they're eligible to play in New South Wales and they can represent whoever they want. But someone like, say Tamalolo, even though he's a key, or I don't think he's eligible, Tamalolo, say he was born in Tonga, he moved here before 13. If he's before 13, so technically state of origin eligible, but to play internationally, he has to play for Australia if he wants to be state of origin eligible. Yeah, but then doing that, it means just the Australian sides just get stronger. It doesn't. So if you yeah, didn't take not- Tamalolo out of that system... Because if you're picking, but that's only team, the players who aren't born in Australia. Like these, because they're going to say the state of origin. But Lua and that they're born in New South Wales, so they're allowed yeah. to represent. But someone like a Tamalolo, he's born overseas. He he qualifies it because he comes here before thirteen. But if he wants to represent Tonga, he's not eligible for state of origin. But he doesn't. He hasn't qualified for state of origin. Yeah, no, I know. I'm yeah. just saying he's just an example. But like, say someone was like that. I'm, I don't get your rules. The rule would be if you're born in Australia, if you're born in New South Wales or Queensland, yeah. you can re- represent whoever you want. So, law on that, they can play for Samoa. But if you come from like New Zealand before you're no, eight, so you can't. I don't reckon it's that simple because you'll there's players that have obviously when their parents obviously when they're born might have been travelling overseas or something or for work or something, and they've yeah, had the baby in Canada be. or something. And so, I don't, I don't think it's that simple that they were born there, like. As I said, there's no perfect answer to it. Um, well, not that I can see, but I just think the way it's gone at the moment is way better for at least the international game. Whether that means state of origin at some point, which I don't see it happening that way, becomes a, not a second a second fiddle type of thing, but is not as um, high. Because the silly thing is, in Australia... Most of the guys would, the feeling you get, want to play state of origin before they want to play for Australia. Yeah. Which to me is wrong. That that's just any sport or- in the world, you should, you know, your the highest thing should be the origin playing games for your country. The international. You know, but, that's, but that's why I'm saying if they continue doing how it is now and those players feed out to those island teams, well, then it only makes the um, international game stronger. And then they can play more international tournaments, which is probably not going to help the NRL because they still want to have their 27 or 20, 31 rounds or 31 weeks of footy with their rounds and their semis. And there's no room for international footy. But at some point, maybe they need to cut the teams down, have a 24 teams at some point, maybe get to 24, have 23 rounds and shorten the NRL season, but then have a international season involved in that. What do you do with Samoa? Say Samoa come out and they finish. They don't win the World Cup, but they make the final. And the international goes, oh, that's a T1 now. Well, that's what I mean. That's the problem they have. Because you, if you then change it to T1, and then all those people become ineligible. So I don't think there's a black and white rule for it. That's the hardest thing. But to me, that if that happens, personally, I think that's a great thing for the game. Because that then shows they're competitive. Then the young kids coming up, don't want to play for Australia, even if they're Samoan and they were born in Australia, but they want to represent their mum and dad, like the country their mum and dad were from and things or where they're from. And then that means the island countries are a lot stronger, which means technically the international game should be, get, get stronger. But the only problem with that is whether the NRL are willing to cut down or the players are willing, if the season's shorter, there's not as much money coming in the NRL season to have an international season. But... Surely the, international, surely the international game can somehow, if they had a, a bigger presence at the end of it or wherever, would be able to generate the money themselves to then feed it out to the different nations with crowds and things like that. The NRL probably doesn't want to lose origin, but that's their big money maker. No, no. Well, I don't think they'll ever lose origin, but when it gets lose played... It's a little, and that, but might lose it to Lua. Oh, probably will, but to me, probably not the... People wouldn't agree, but to me, I reckon it'd be better. I'd much prefer to have a stronger international games and competitive games 
them watching New South Wales versus Queensland, even though I love that, but I would much prefer to sit down and watch a competition at the end of the year or every second year where there's, say, six strong national teams, as in Australia, New Zealand, Tonga, Samoa, Fiji or whoever, and they're competitive games. Obviously, Australia will probably and New Zealand will probably always be a little bit uh, in terms of player numbers and that stronger, but I'd much prefer to watch that than, you know, like you look at the end of the year, you get to the end of the year and the last six or eight weeks of the NRL, if they shorten the comp to a degree, like you look at who wants to go and watch the Tigers play in round, like this year, for instance, in round... 20 to 24, like... The diehards. Die I know about money. Isn't he the, isn't he the Tigers man? Yeah, him and Byron, they love him. Byron, well, they like watching tries, but it just wasn't their team scoring them. Mate, they won a couple of games at the end. Tigers? Oh, oh not the end, Dan. They won, like, round 18, 19. How many games did they win in the whole I think year? they won four. Three. I think it was three. Mate, how exciting, though. You could have been there for a win. Imagine you're there for a win. Imagine they win late and you're there for a win. So... So what, if they're not in finals, you're just cutting the team? Get no, no, it. I'm not cutting it. But what I'm saying is if you shorten the season, that's the way I look at it, the best way it would work. You'd shorten the season to a degree. How many weeks do you shorten it? At the moment, we've got 70 well, teams next year. So well, that's weeks. why I'm saying if, if at some point, say, they got to 20 teams. Is there enough talent, but, for 20 teams? Well, we've got 19 now, haven't we? No, 17 next year. Oh, 17. Well, well so the... even, if you, even, you, even if you went to 18 teams... So then you had 17 games home and away. The comp's not fair. It's never been fair. Like this year, if you look at it, Cronulla were a good team, but they were, I think, the only team who won every game or they played the bottom eight teams. So all the teams that finished in the bottom eight, they played twice. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they played them all twice. So how's that fair to the teams then who played? So they only played all the top teams once. So they played well enough to finish where they did, but... You know, you flip them draw around a bit and they're still going to make the top eight, but they may finish fifth. And then maybe the Tigers, they win four games instead of three. <laughs> yeah, but how, there's not enough. Look at the talent discrepancy, but how many teams are terrible and how many teams? Like, there's, how many teams are good this year? Like, legitimately, that you thought. Oh, well, the other thing is, the way I think it really would be better to make it like a super, super league would be to reduce the teams, which they won't do, and then have two full rounds. So reduce it down to, say, 14 teams. Uh, well, no, not 14. I'd, I'd probably more go like 12. 12 or even 12. But if you make it that small, then you've got to get rid of clubs. Or do you have? Do you come up with a second comp and it's like promotion yeah, relegation? Well, I th- I'd be happy to get rid of clubs. I wouldn't, I'm not saying which sides to get rid of, but I just think that would be better product having the less, having two full rounds so it's fair for everyone or the competition is then fair. And then... Add your international in at the back end, or I don't know where exactly, but I would add it in at the back end and then have an international competition, or oh, whether it's a competition, but some sort of international. That's that's my thoughts anyway. About promotion relegation. Oh, that'll never happen, but that would be but good, I reckon. Well, if you've got 17 teams now, you'd reduce the comp to, say, 12. You've got those five teams, just add in another three. Oh, I, I would, I'd, be, I'd, I'd be happy to do that, but I don't think. See, the problem with relegation and that in Australia is, from what I can gather in, like, in European soccer and all that, a lot of those... No salary cap. Yeah, but a lot of those... The area is so much smaller than Australia. Like, you can imagine if, say, there was a third tier and you've got um, Western Australia and, say, Blacktown. Like, who... the the That third tier would not be generating enough money for Blacktown or whoever to travel from one side of the Australia to the other. Whereas overseas, I don't think their distance between the areas is that is as big, you know what I mean? Like they they might be as big, say that say England's probably as big as New South Wales or something. So there's still a bit of travelling, but not where you've got to get on a plane. Like who's getting on a plane like yeah, these third tiers? Like the yeah. teams are that spread out. Like and our Queensland population is the population's not there to generate the money to support, I don't think the cost of the games, I'm saying, not the games. The people would love to do it and love to be flying, you know, the players, I mean, who are playing in third tiers and that, but I just don't think the the cost would be there well, for us. just have all the teams based in New South Wales. Yeah, but then, so then you're only having, in, you're back to what it was in 1980 and that, just a New South Wales competition. 
Yeah, but then you can have like you can say what like, they do now, and then have a oh, final. If, like if you could have like a Perth, like a North Sydney Bears, just saying, just say, or oh, North Sydney, you can play, but you got to play New South Wales for Tier Two. You can play out of North because New South Sydney Bears apparently they want to go to Perth. There's a double yeah, bid for yeah. that. So if North Sydney win that, they become the Western Bears. Yeah. But then in the NRL comp, they play as the Western Bears. But if they get demoted, they're the North Sydney Bears again. Well, you can't have two different clubs. You can't oh. The same club having two different names just because that'll trying to, just trying to sort out the money you problem. Gotta, yeah, no. Well, you as I said, are I, we just I, calling the bears? Then? I just don't think in Australia, uh, uh, even whether it's league or soccer or any other sport, can ever have a promotion relegation just because the cost, not so much the cost or the distance of the travel for those tier twos and threes when you get down to like Division 2, Division 3, or however many divisions you have, I just couldn't see it working because there wouldn't be the money to pay for it and mm-hmm. things like that. But I, I like the idea, but I just don't think it can ever happen in Australia. We're just too big. The country's too big. Uh, move on to the finals. Week 3, games that wrapped up. Uh, daylight robbery, Cowboys v Eels. Absolutely robbed. NRL came out. They admitted the pass was forward. Thanks for pointing out the obvious NRL. Everyone saw it. I just, instead of apologising for the missed call, because there's plenty of missed calls throughout the game, why don't they tell us what they're doing to actually rule on forward passes? Because they seem to rule on a lot of terrible shit, like obstructions and all that, but they can't rule on a forward pass. The Cowboys, at about the 65th minute, led, oh. led 28 to 8, I think, wasn't it? No, it was 20 to 12. 20 to 12. They led 20 to 12. And then they shut up shop and defended or attempt to defend their eight-point lead for the last 15 minutes is what cost the Cowboys a place no, in terrible. the grand final. That's what cost the place. No, they the, played the was, terrible. If it was a forward pass, it was a forward pass. Some people will say, I don't know who scored in the corner for the Cowboys. was not no, a try in that. Yeah. But they had the opportunity. They won every single stat other than the one that counted. And to me, they shut up shop. They got to the lead by eight, and then they shut the gate and tried to defend defend that eight-point lead when they they haven't done it all year. I think the stats were the best last 20-minute team in the comp, aren't they? Best second-half team. Normally or the last 20-minutes team, I, I thought it was. Not second-half team. Uh-huh. I thought last 20-minutes team. They're both terrible. None of the teams deserve to play. Who's that, Para? Yeah, they're both terrible. Para were terrible. In the game? Yeah. I didn't think it was that bad of a game. These Cowboys, they didn't pass the ball twice. They could have gone over. My thing was just the bunker. Of course, that's what I said. They shot. No, but that was like first half. Yeah. Well, the bunker's been the, bunker's been the same yeah, all year. Yeah, but how can you have the bunker? Like they said, it was clearing up the howlers. Is that not a howler? But they can well, clean up all not, this stuff. It's not a howler because you can't, the bunker has never. Yeah, but they can't rule, but that's what I'm no, saying. That's right, and it's never been able to rule. And you, you being a Cowboys supporter, I think it's a howler. But go and ask a bloke down in Western Sydney who's yeah, Parramatta. Everyone, oh, yeah, para. No, because... But you ask anyone who didn't have a dog in the fight, they all said that was forward. Like, no, was, they didn't. They oh, didn't. Come on. Why, everyone, why, everyone said it was forward. Listen to the thing, and I think it was Greg Alexander on the radio the other morning. He actually said, I first thought it was, then when I looked at it again... It wasn't said, as I bad as sure. a first forward. No, he yeah. said, I oh. wasn't sure it was forward. <laughs> I reckon it was forward, but as I said, I don't... I don't Everyone said it wasn't well, as bad as it first looked, but they thought it was forward. The bunker hasn't changed from round one to round 22, yeah, and like, it's not going to be perfect because the problem is the game isn't perfect. But... Yeah, the game isn't perfect, and people are trying to make it perfect. That's what I'm saying. But... There are always those calls that are a judgmental call, uh, even though I believe that one was a wrong one, but they still got to that eight-point lead. and Yeah, the Cowboys played shit. No one's denying that. <laughs> they're terrible. So they've got they only got themselves to blame. They're meant to be the spoon this year anyway. They've got to a prelim. Oh, a lot of haters. A lot of haters. There's no only, haters. I reckon there was only one person who tipped the Cowboys in the finals and he's talking right now. Well I know I didn't. My no, team, no. my big improver this year was a dud, St. George. And then also out of that game, Tamalolo disgraceful, three weeks. It was one or two weeks at best. Cost three weeks of that. Prize. The problem is he's got prize. People. I don't disagree with you. I don't think it was that bad, but the way the system works, he had, I think I was read somewhere or heard he had three prior similar incidents and 
they all back up, back up, and you get hit heavy. I don't, yeah. I don't reckon it was that bad. Then snowballed into the World Cup with people were throwing out the idea you should have to serve the suspension for the Cowboys and it shouldn't affect Tonga, which it seems pretty stupid because what happens if you get suspended in Origin? Do you just miss three Origin games? Same deal again. <laughs> it's so confusing and yeah. Probably technically, yeah, he's probably right. He should probably serve it in his club games, but that's... What happens yeah. if you do something in Origin? Do you just get suspended? What happens if you get like oh, three I, games you can't play? Imagine if you, got 12, imagine if you got 12 games. You went and... You can't play Steve four Arnold, You can't play for the next, what, four four years in State of Origin. Uh, no. but, uh, I thought that was not stupid, but I don't think it's going to work. Can't do that. To probably make... The easiest thing they probably should do is just, if you get suspended, you get suspended suspended for whether it's it probably shouldn't be week that shouldn't be games it probably should be weeks and if you're lucky enough at the end of the year and you get suspended for four weeks and it's the last game of the year well you're just fortunate enough that you don't have a game and you don't miss any games it's not ideal you can have blokes going out there head hunting in the last round if they're out yeah but they can still do that now yeah but they, they they have no risk like say if you're the tigers playing penrith in the last round Tigers don't play for... Yeah, but if months. you go and do something really bad, they're not going to give you three weeks. They're going to give you 24 weeks or, you know what I mean? Or, yeah. Well, that's what I reckon anyway. So then there's no... If they get four weeks, it just says, he got suspended on the Wednesday the 20th or whatever date it is. Four weeks from then is that date and that's when he can't play till. And then the other game was Panthers-Rabbitohs, 32-12 in the end. I think Bunnies led 12-0. Smash up, Cleary, Masterclass. Penrith masterclass, but the talking point out of it was Cody Walker got him a bit of a war of words with Penrith's head physio Pete Green. He's the same trainer who had a bit of controversy last year when he stopped the play in the Penrith Para game. Uh, there was a lot of back and forth. Para, I uh, sorry, South thought it was justified. Penrith believed there was nothing untoward, and then Jed Cartwright, who was the player, who had the apparently it was about his back injuries when he suffered at Penrith, but he came out today or something and was blown out of water. Apparently, so not much on it. It was all a beat up, the way I look at it. Unless you were there, I suppose, and heard the blokes' comments, what they were, if they were anything, you don't know. And this was media, slow day, looking for a narrative, and to build build the the um the next week Reform. up, I suppose. That's nah. the way I look at it. And on Saturday. rubbish reporting, it's something that a journalist like you would do, Logan, Please. if you were. Writing for a paper or something. So on Sunday, you got the grand final. You got the NRLW grand final at 3.55. The Knights take on the Eels. Para, they only won one game from five during the regular season. Got in on points difference and they knocked off top of the table Roosters last week. Any players to watch? In for the girls' game? Yeah. Oh, there's plenty to watch. Millie Boyle. Who's the players? Who's the key players? For either team. Millie Boyle. For the Knights, I would say Millie Boyle and Caitlin. No, Caitlin Johnson. Oh, I think. Johnston, the prop. The yeah, the props. two props. Very good they are. Yeah, Jessie Southwell, she goes good. Um, the no. young halfback. And no players. And the other other one that's a gun is, and she. I don't think she's been playing that good, actually, the highlights I've seen, but she killed it on the weekend as the fullback who used to play for Brisbane Upton. What about Para? You don't follow Para? Para I don't really follow Para, but the, I think it was the centre was pretty good. Um I don't know her name. She kicked goals and that. She had a good game, what I've seen of hers. She was pretty good. But they must have played well enough to win. But I just find it difficult to see them winning, considering they'd one only game. won that one game. And then, which is a bit disappointing, that comp. The rest when they defeated. get Yeah, next year when they have more, or next time they play, when they have more teams, I think it'll be much better comp because I think that's pretty wrong that you can play... Five games, win one, and you make the semis. They're gonna. So technically, if they win this week, they would have won. Yeah, they win. They won more games in the semis to win the comp than they did in the. That's how the rules are at the moment. Yeah, because of the teams, but that'll get stronger as the next couple of years go. Because I think it's going to ten teams next year. I think so. Cowboys are in. We'll win that. We'll go back to back. Back Men and women. Uh, The men's. They're on at seven thirty. Eels v Penrith. Eels looking for their first premiership since 86, 30 plus years. Team list, Penrith unchanged. Taylor Mays still out after doing his hammy week one. Para, Opacek's named in the emer- in the reserves, but 
looks unlikely with his hemi. He done in two weeks ago against the Raiders. Nathan Brown got recalled for the first time since round 17. Cardi made way. And Jacob Arthur still on the bench despite not playing any minutes last week. I don't know how. Why does he include Arthur? He obviously includes him as a backup. Yeah, but... He's worried... Because last year, I think... I don't know if he got injured during the game or didn't play, but their hooker, Reed Marnie, didn't play. And they had Roy Stone. And they got... They were horrible. He, he's a good player, but he's not a hooker. So I don't necessarily agree with it, but... I can see the reasoning for it because he can cover those three positions. Yeah. I personally... But if you lose one of those anyway, it's not like you're going to win the game, are you? Like you're not going to win the game if Jacob Arthur comes in for Moses or Brown. Well, personally, if I was the coach, I'd be putting Cardi in because he can cover, cover those half-five-eight positions as well as a back row as such and probably a couple other positions as well. And then... Because I don't think Jake Arthur, well, he can cover the hooker role, but I don't think, I think Nathan Brown would probably do a better job than him at that role. So, I, as I said, I don't agree with it, but I can see the reason for it. Um, but I think it might work in Pemmer's favour because if they got a couple of injuries, as in for the forwards, para, they're going to be then short. Yeah, short. So, I reckon he might Because they've got to play, they're only really going with a 16 team player rotation sort of thing. Maybe they play him at lock. Who, Arthur? Yeah. Yeah, he could play at lock. But oh, that's what I'm saying. I think Cartwright would be a better fit if they're going to do that because he can cover those other positions as well, those half positions, as in at least 5'8". Anyway, probably not halfback, but if they need a halfback, if Moses would go down, Dylan Brown would shift to first receiver sort of thing. Well, that's what I would think anyway. I don't know. What's the Penrith 13 plus? Uh, I, I think Penrith will win. Um, smash up I'd like to think it'd be a smash up but I don't think it will be and they're the only team I reckon in the semis that I reckon Penrith would be concerned about only because they've got a a game where they can match them yeah bash them well not bash them but at least match them and then at the end of the day it, it might come down to a bit of luck or a bit of a referee decision or whatever but I think Penrith will just wear them down. I reckon it'll be close. Last 15, 20 minutes, Penrith will kick away and win by maybe 14, two, two and a half tries or something. The major story, everyone's talking about it, Cooper Cronk and all that, talking about Cleary and his legacy. If he wins this comp, is he arguably one of the, is he the best halfback if he wins? Ever? Yeah. No, he's 24. He would have won, what, two comps? Three he's on his bombs. way. He's on his way, but. Where does he sit if he wins the comp? Top well, if he three? Sits, ever? Yeah. No. Nowhere near it. Not at the moment. Yeah. He's on his way to being the top, I reckon, but he's got another 10 years or at least five years where he's going to have to be what he is, which I reckon he will be. But if they win, he'd be in the top 10, but he right. wouldn't. You can't, you can't put him in the top five. No. You reckon in the history. What do you mean? Oh, the history is only recent. Oh, so you're saying since when? You're saying never or when, ever or when, or the last five years? No, ever, but like the best halfbacks have been the last 30 years. John Sturston, Cronk, they're probably the top three. No, but that's you, but go and ask, say your grandfather, go and ask Pop. You'd say John Sturston, Cronk. Well, I would put put Peter Sterling in there. He's top five. I'm obviously older. He's top five. I would put Peter Sterling, I'd put John's first, Peter Sterling second. Thurston disrespect. No, then... Thurston's won the Dalian four times. It doesn't matter about the Dalians and all that, but... Um, Please. But there's players like you wouldn't even know. Like, there's a bloke by the name of Billy Smith they talk about all the time. I think he won a Hooper Grand Finals with St. George. There's plenty of... That St. George team that won 11 comps in a row. Yeah, that, that team. Yeah. Well, he's obviously he's played team. his role. He played his role. There's, there's plenty of good ones over the years, like... That you, yeah, you can't. There's no way he'd be in the top five. I don't know. People can Will say. Will he be in the top five? I reckon at the end of his career, he'd yes. The best. Yeah, I, I reckon he's on his way. But you can't. I can't believe you. <laughs> you young blokes, no, no respect to the older guys. <laughs> and I'm not even that old. <laughs> Please. Go back through the history books and look at some of the 
players' names and, and stats. And then I think you ring up some of the radio stations, ask the old guys. <laughs> Please. Ring up somebody like Buzz Rothfield. Ring up the NRL 360 and get him to rate the, the top guys because he's been around since about 1950. I can't believe, yeah. Wow. That's, and it's going to be a narrative, I'm telling you. That is massive. Now, I'm talking now, not at the end of his career, because you're probably right. I think he's on the way to becoming no, I think the top or in the top three. People are making the argument now because they've been so dominant. They're just saying if he dominates Origin, he's in the top three because they said he's dominated yeah. ever except Origin, even though I think he's dominated Origin. Yeah, I don't disagree with that, but I can't I can't put him anywhere near that at the moment. Top ten, yeah, maybe, but nowhere near the top five, not at the moment. Who's the Clive Churchill winner? The Clive Churchill winner, the stat says you've got to be on the field for pretty much the whole game, so I don't think it'll be one of those middle forwards. I would be, as a smoky. I'd be probably looking at maybe someone like Liam Martin as a smoky. But I, if I was putting, gamble responsibly, if I was putting my money on it, I would probably clear it because I think he's, yeah, he's just really good. But... um. I like Appy, even though he probably won't play the whole yeah, game. No, he missed I'd, the first 15. I'd be looking at, because I believe Penrith will win, I'd be probably looking at, as I said, Liam Martin, I reckon, as a bit of a smoky, or Dylan Edwards. I don't. Th- I think he'll be playing all right, actually. Who? Dylan no, Edwards. Playing all right. Like, he'd, oh. he's, the odds wouldn't be locked Oh, no, he's second favourite. Oh, is he second favourite, is he? Okay. Well, I'd be, as a smoky, I'd be looking at Liam Martin. Uh, Byron went Nathan Cleary and his multis. Penrith six to ten and tighter any time. I think that's the only bet for this week. Well, I'd I'd, my, I'd think Cleary, but if I wanted yeah. some value, I'd be going sort of Liam Martin or Dylan Edwards. But by the sounds of it, he's not. Affy's going to come on and tear him apart. Hopefully, hopefully. Slow middle forwards. Yeah, that's this week. We'll see you next week. Hopefully, we don't know if you liked. It. If this you episode might. gets the most listens, maybe he stays on. Thank you, all you all you listeners. And you Canadian and American ones, which were the last couple of weeks, are listening from over in Canada and America. Make sure you send your comments in and ask for Grandpa Cubes back. <laughs> uh, we've got to go get him back to retirement village. <laughs>